Can you imagine something called No Place for Hate bringing people together? Because that's exactly what happened in Mount Brook. And have you ever wondered what it looks like to make a difference in your community? Then you're gonna to wanna to stay tuned for this episode with Tyler Thrasher. Welcome into Alabama Unfiltered. I'm one of your tri hosts. Is that right? Co host, tri host? <laughs> no, I'm doing that on purpose. I thought you meant like, I'm trying to host. Y'all blew it completely. Tri-ho- that was legitimate. Okay, Math yeah. person. Yeah. Yes. Tri-three. Engineer, tri host. Well, I was we trying to quad. elevate y'all because I usually say I'm one of your hosts. And then co host is co- wrong. Does co just mean two? Yeah. It's true. Yeah, is it like saying a few two. or a couple? I mean, I don't know. I don't, is that I mean, like, like, you know how we started know. saying what co-conspirators? No, it's, I think it's yeah, Greek. We're tri- it's tri. Yeah. It's right. tri-host. I'm yeah. one of your tri-hosts. Thank you. Allison is soon to not be because she doesn't like the use of language. But <laughs> Amy Beth Shaver is with us as well. And this is Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs> It's going to be just as good as it usually is, so we hope you'll uh, stick with us. Make sure you remember that you can find this podcast at all the usual places where all the big-time podcasts are. That is where we are. We were powered by 1819 News. Yes, I said powered. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say something, but I kept my composure guard Powered. We are powered by 1819 News. Go to 1819news.com. Sign up for the daily detail and the newsletter. It'll keep you up to speed on everything that's going on in the state of Alabama. Ladies, how are y'all? We're good. Welcome to the program. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. We're ready to go. You know what? The tradition of jelly beans and sweetheart ropes. With a little bit of coffee. Is delightful. It makes all the difference in the world. Put your coffee on the table. Do you want me to have the coffee? It's okay. Put your coffee on the table. Are you sure? Because I'll have to go away. It's okay. It's okay. Just just breaking the fourth wall. I mean, I just feel like the the fourth wall. Yeah. This is a very professional podcast. There we go. Scott is a busy man, and he can have his coffee. So so professional. I need which camera do I look at? Yeah, any of them. <laughs> none, none, none of them. I just, just right just in. They're going to use all of them. So you just look wherever. Yeah, yeah. wherever matter. the spirit okay. leads you. Right. Um. Should we introduce our guest? Go ahead. Because people are, people are trying to figure out who he is. Yeah. So this is Tyler Thrasher. He is with Mountain Brook Families, and we're going to talk a little bit today about how that organization started. Um. It really started around the same time that local Alabama that That's I started right. did. Um, I think we were seeing a lot of the same things happening in our school systems and with COVID and masking. And and so tell us about Mountain Brook Families, why, how y'all got started. Yeah, and, and I blame you a little bit for it. We could probably, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I do we, that all the time. <laughs> it usually works. I'm an easy target. <laughs> so we could probably get in those details later. But basically, if you go back and look at uh, around the time of June of last year, that's when the whole... Um, issues that Mount Brook kind of started with the concerns from the parents. So there was a program called No Place for Hate that was implemented into the school systems. And so we weren't getting a lot of uh, feedback from like the schools. Like we, there was parents asking questions, raising hands and kind of went on, you know, deaf ear. And so that just kind of festered up till it kind of blew up basically. And a couple hundred parents like stormed the board of education, in their next meeting. And from that, um, from that meeting, Mount Brook families kind of grew from that. So there, there was pushback on the no place for hate program, but, uh, you know, there's a bunch of parents out front. We're all talking. And that's literally where most of us met for the very first time. Right. And we knew if we're going to do something that's going to be effective and like kind of watch our schools or whatever, 
uh, we were have to organize, like busting up in a board of education meeting, you know, all hot headed and tempered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be that effective. But if you can organize, you know, as a collective voice and then kind of get with reason, reasonable minds. Right. You know, you so can be let, so let me get this straight, because I think some people may not be familiar with because you're intimately familiar and yep. you apparently know. So so the Mountain Brook school system was putting in a, some sort of. Training or That's teaching right. or whatever, That's no right. place for hate. That's right. Is, you know, hey, we agree with that. I That's mean, right. And then, so parents had questions about what is this? What exactly are you teaching? I guess does it have something to do with CRT? That's right. What happened? And and get basically no answer. So parents do the right thing and say, okay, we're going to go up here and we're going to find out. Now, yep. after that first meeting, did the school board say, oh, here it all is? Not so much. <laughs> so, so just to back up a little bit, there was an incident that happened, and it was you know it was a pretty bad incident. So there was a event where a kid had a swastika painted on his back. Okay, you know, and there was a student maybe involved that was from the Mount Brook area. I don't think necessarily from the school, mm-hmm. uh, but there was other school systems involved in that event. And from that, you know, was this at a ball game or it was a spend the night party or something? I don't, I don't know. Okay, so something so it didn't happen on school, off not on school, not on campus, people somewhere doing else. dumb stuff. Wow. That's right. And so it's you know that's a horrible experience you okay. know to have happen. But from that, it was kind of this nine one one knee jerk reaction. We got to fix. You mm-hmm. know, we we got to whatever come up with a plan. Right. And so that kind of pushed forward this plan of getting something instilled to kind of help with this PR yeah. issue at the school. And that's kind of okay. where the no place to hate got pushed in. Okay. So, you know, so a lot of parents that were looking at this program and you're not getting responses back from the school. So what do you have to do? You have to go dig yourself, you mm-hmm. know, look at this information. What do they have? Right. You know, who we, published it? Who yep. produced it? The whole nine yards. And the deeper and deeper that you get into that material, you know, they start pulling in all kinds of other things, you know? And so when you're not getting response from the schools, the parents are left to think, Oh my God, what's coming in? Right. You know, and that that was a concern. That's what really blew everything up. And the interesting thing about that is folks in the community that kind of oppose our views or whatever, like they've called us anti Semitics, racist, white privilege, right. all this and they don't they don't even know who we are. You right. know, we're we right. are sitting in the stands with their children with them watching their kids play softball or soccer mm-hmm. with our kids. Right. You know, we're just normal people, but now we've been called all these names. Right. You know, so And they're saying it anonymously? Well, they're just saying, you know, Mount Brook families or whoever. Oh, that's you know, a bunch of racists. Okay, because you're opposed to, to stop, no place stop, to hate. No or, place to hate. That's right. And so, you know, what, but, but if okay. my my counter to that is, let's let's flip the script. Let's say the NRA right. brought in a program that the school board had brought in. Right. And then you were calling the school and you were saying, hey, I don't want these conservative values taught to my kids, and the right. school wasn't responding to your response. Right. You would blow up. And how right. so we would be mad about the same thing mm-hmm. if they sat down and listened and judge, you know, our actions and stuff. So we would we would both be mad if you flipped the if the roles were reversed. Right. Yeah, and it's tough because and I think this is across the board and what we're seeing on a federal and especially a state level and even the yes. local level, there's not much transparency. It is very difficult to get answers. And we'll probably talk about House yeah. Bill one twenty three, the um, mental health services coordinating bill. And it's just like it, everybody's left to come up with their own ideas of what it is and what the motivation is and what's behind it. And it's very frustrating and it's actually very dangerous. And I think that as you know, you're looking at Mountain Brook and the superintendent and the board, it's like, come out and just say what it is. People, you were elected 
to lead. And if you're going to make a decision, make that decision and stand behind it, but be transparent and honest about it and let the parents decide, Hey, maybe this isn't where we need our kids anymore. Or maybe we need to, you know, it lets parents have an option and an opportunity to be a part. But if you continually shut it down, you're not getting anywhere and it just breeds distrust. And so it puts you in a corner as like you say, the other side would be if they weren't getting answers too. Um, so after that happened and after you go to the school board meeting, you said apparently it didn't go so well, but what happened after that? So kind of get back to your answer from, from that event, that's really what foreign Mountainburg families, you know, that's because there's a lot of parents that push and there's a letter that went out and literally in 48 hours, they had 600 over 600 signatures in the Mountainburg community for that letter. And it was all in support of, hey, these are our concerns with this program, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And there was families that wouldn't even sign it because they were afraid if they signed that letter, like it could impact their business. People mm-hmm. harass them in the community, all that stuff. So even though it was just 600, it was more than that because I know people that wouldn't sign it for that right, very reason. Right. And so the community pushed and we put pressure on the school and then they said, okay, we're, we're pulling this out. But the thing is, is they said this material is proprietary, so we never could see it. Parents could never see the materials, and they had already trained 500 teachers, and they still wouldn't let us even sit in on the meeting. Would would they have any? Would, would any of the teachers speak out and tell you what was nope. going on in it? They, like they were, they were they? Did they sign an NDA or something? So we've had we've had teachers sign uh, share information mm-hmm. from that training. But they will not publicly come out and speak because other ratifications of right. The school board to be upset with them or whatever. Yes. So, Target so this, on the back. So this group who is um, doing what's best for children, right. going to teach children how to be good little children and good little citizens and have no place for hate. That's right. Don't want anybody knowing exactly what they're teaching. That makes sense. And they hide behind this proprietary. Yeah. Is that is that a company so or is that an agreement between? That's, that's what the board and superintendent said. Uh, so we had attorneys also looking at it, but that's we we could not sit in. They couldn't share the information. It was all proprietary, and so they they ended up pulling out that contract. And like we had hit wow. pieces on our families from the ADL, just right now our, our community as a whole, but also the Anti Defamation League. Mm-hmm. That who that's who that yeah. who so why is that's the who anti- does the no place for hate yes oh program. they're the ones who yeah. have it yes. okay sorry we mm-hmm. I didn't know that and so the ADL historically has been a fantastic organization like they've done a lot for the Jewish community but lately and I can't remember when the CEO took over but if you go look at his profile his his main charge is to bring in other other issues under their umbrella outside mm-hmm. of just you know, protecting and doing what they've done for the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you start uncovering that onion, that's when you see all this other stuff that they can bring into your school. But when you have, uh, when you have all the parents push back, you know, they were able to pull this out of the school. So it's not going to be uh, given to our children to learn, not taught okay. to our kids, although they continue to teach all of our teachers. All right. So they pulled it out, but they went ahead and finished all the training with all of our teachers. And, um, I don't know the person's name, but somebody from the ADL that was very vocal said that was like the strongest pushback they had ever had, like mm-hmm. on their program. Mm-hmm. And we were, I believe we were the first one in the country to push ADL out of our school system. And they were even quoted as saying, 
Well, you know, you've got uh, 42 schools in Huntsville that successfully implemented the no place to hate. We don't know what their problem is, you know. Right, right, so we're trying right. to throw that all back in our face. But right. uh, but it, they, they said that was the strongest pushback they've ever had. Don't you think it's like the classic, you know, when you go to your child's bedroom and the door's locked and they won't let you in and and the longer they won't let you in and let you see what they're doing or know it, you, the more you're like, this is no good. They could be reading their Bibles. Yeah. But if they won't let you in, you're, right. you know, and it's like, Pretty sure imagine right, if right. they had just shared <laughs> right. the information. Oh my gosh. And how much right. sooner this could have all ended yes. because it's still going on to this day. I mean, to, it's still affecting the Mountain Brook community. To this day. Yeah. And transparency mm-hmm. is, is the word that we use in our community. And if they would be more transparent, and I honestly feel like ADL would probably still be in our school today if they would have been more transparent. And then mm-hmm. I know a lot of people probably wow. get mad at me saying that. Yeah, but that's if you know exactly what they're teaching. Yes. I mean, you say mm-hmm. that thinking that's right. they're teaching the best, but they could have been teaching a lot of lousy stuff that's too. Right. That's right. And so, so yeah, they, if they've been more transparent and been doing the right thing, like they claim. Yes. But there's no way that they're just teaching. Um, I was going to say they're not just teaching do unto others. Um, there's no way that's what they're teaching. Yep. And that would be simple and easy to do because they would be open about that. They yep. would tell y'all that's that. That's right. Have you been able to find anybody at the Huntsville school systems, any parents who know what their kids have learned since y'all couldn't yeah, there's, find out. And through local, we kind of keep a pulse up there, okay. but there's been a little pushback, but no one's, no one has tried to push out right. the, the program out of their school like we did in Mount Brook. I would just like to know exactly what the program actually does. And, and that's the fascinating thing yep. to me. As you said, it's divided your community. That means the people who are mad at you don't know what's in the curriculum. And the people right. who are on your side don't know what's in the curriculum. Well, so everyone's fighting over some philosophical right. well, they, holy grail up here that they're right. gonna be which mad side do you want? May or, or may or not even well, they're exist. Gonna be, they're going to be mad at me just by walking outside my front door. So there's <laughs> there's all you're going to have, and we used to talk about this earlier, you're going to have like 5 to 7% of each side that's just psycho, crazy folks. Mm-hmm. And all they do is attack. That's all they know to, that's all they know to do is just attack, attack, attack. It's kind mm-hmm. of their entertainment. It is. It's like that's what they live for. It's almost like this religious complex that they've created, and they just need that. You know, right. what am I going to get pissed about this morning? Right. Can I say mm-hmm. that? Yes. So I didn't know. She says, That's as well, far as you she can says go. way worse than <laughs> that. <usually. laughs> but you see her off camera. I make worse. Jo- <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> My child's in the room next door. You can't hear this. Oh, so, right. yeah. but, Jeb, close but, your ears. You know, so if we if we can push that noise out right. and get the uh, like the 85 percent to right. sit down at the table and talk, that's who right. I want to talk to. Right. I don't care about what somebody calls me. I've been right. ca- I've been called white privilege outside right. of City Hall. Right. So, well, they, man, when you walked you in know, the door, I thought white privilege. Well, I did. I really, that was the first thing. I really <laughs> thought that. Well, yeah. I, you know, um, but so you funny. preached. You, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to save you because I just want to call you an Easter egg. Right. I'm like a candy striper. You're the nurse and he's the right. professional yes. today. Yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO. The profess- he's the, <laughs> you're, yeah. Yeah. you're the CEO. But you really have, talk about, because um, you reached across. I mean, you've, oh, you've I had have. some meetings with the other side. Yep. And it's funny that suddenly when you sit down face to face and you're not behind a computer screen, right? You're it's human being to human being, and there's there's yep. value and respect um, in that. So, yes, kind of you've reached out, and that's impressive. Yeah. So here's, so like I said, I don't talk with the noise. I'm never going to change their minds. They're always going to be mad at me at something, and I'm fine. You know, they throw darts at me all the, all the time, but. 
But for the people that want to sit down and like talk, we'll sit down and talk with them. And so we've kind of taken a black eye, Mount Brook families in our community for the sake of not driving more division because it's, it's pretty much all a trap. How it works is that they'll mm-hmm. come, they'll make a comment. And if you comment back, then they just hammer away at you. And mm-hmm. then what they'll even do is they'll even go back and clean up their comments and leave yours out there. So when people read it, they <laughs> they look like yeah. angels and we look like right. horrific people. So right. I'm like, Saul Alinsky 101. There we go. So, you know, so I, I don't respond to all that. So, but what I tell folks is the truth will slowly come out and not to get biblical, but it will mm-hmm. set us free. Mm-hmm. And so we've taken some jabs on the chin there's people that create a narrative for us because we set up as a 501c4 and we specifically set up that way to protect the people that want to be a part of us and the people that donate and so the other side will take that information and they'll say oh 501c4 it's dark money i even heard one person say that we took money from new york you know, I'm like because they're so conservative. Yeah, I'm like, well, wouldn't you want to? And they were so transparent. I'm like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to join our organization if it came from New York? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, I don't get that one. But you know, and dark money, and they got you know, they're political and all that. And what's crazy is if if somebody is conservative or just have values differently, we're not even a conservative organization. We have people in the middle of the road. We, I know we have Democrats in our party, or not our party, but in our group. Mm-hmm. And so we try to keep all that neutral, you know, right. because I don't want to make them upset. Because you're focused on what's happening right. at Mountain Brook schools. Yes. You're not worried about. Imagine. That's right. Right. And so, but we get accused of being political, you know, and trying to throw all but that. But the other so, side's not. Not at all. Right. But they, th- they, throw the, they throw all the spheres, you know, and all that stuff. So if we take the bait, then what will happen is we go in the community, and then it's a big fight. And then everybody's just not going to listen. So right. we've we've just taken... The, the jabs. So I've been called. Not the jabs. No. But like the. Psh, psh. You're, if <laughs> okay. you want to take the jab, that's yeah. your right. <laughs> but, but not. Right. Right. I'm, right. I'm not right. boosted. So you're sitting pretty close to me. Right. I'm okay. So <clears throat> I think Allison had the same kind of experience. I know Amy Beth did years ago. And when someone gets involved in an issue like this. Yeah. You probably thought, hey, look, I'm just trying to, to do what's best for my kids, what's best for the community. And then you you roll out there and yep. realize, oh my gosh, people are going to be coming yeah. after me, so and they disagree, mean. and they'll yeah. say anything. And they're not I your mean, friends. Yeah. So what was the? I mean, has it been startling to you? Uh, Were you expecting it? I I I, I mean, I just Mount Brook's supposed to be very genteel and yeah, until you ruffle feathers, proper, right, proper, all that. But it, I mean, it there's is. not supposed to be any hate. There's no place yeah. for hate there. Yeah, and it's all inclusive. You know, we want. Right. We won't accept everybody as long as you accept our views. Right. And I found out that's really not true um, because I have different views, but yet I'm being attacked. And what's so crazy is like they'll even say things like, oh, you know, all that hate just learned in the home, you know, like just spewing out. I'm like, well, look at my kids. Like, look at the, you know, you know, somebody at our church, their school they go to, like they're the poster child of their school. Like everybody loves them. Substitute teachers catch me all the time in the hallway or something. I just love your kids. I mean, there is so much hate spewing out of me at home that (laughs) it just turned them into very good students and citizens and and everybody loves them. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't, none of it makes sense. So anyway, just getting back once, once folks sit down and talk with us and this is where we've had a lot of success. Then they realize like we, we have, uh, you know, I was called anti-Semitic. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we push back on the no place for hate, well, that's tied to ADL. 
And there's a lot of Jewish people in our community that have respect for ADL. And the, so they heard me say, I don't like ADL, but it wasn't ADL. It was a no place to hate. Right. So, so now moving forward, what we have to do is just reach out to our Jewish neighbors and let right. them know, no, this is what it's about. And so Rabbi Wright actually did a message when all this was really hot mm -hmm. and he kind of was trying to lower the temperature on the whole situation. And in his message, he framed it up so well, but he was, he told the congregation that, you know, the, the people that was pushing back, they weren't pushing back on the ADL. They was pushing back on the no place for hate, the information that was coming to the school. Mm -hmm. Like, and we have a, at Mount Brook families, we have a high value on ADL. We respect that organization. Right. We also respect our Jewish neighbors and we love them. And we hate the fact that they have so much stuff that come after them, Right. you know, and all the issues that they deal with. And we're trying to come up with solutions. Right. So we've opened up the door. Oh, going back to Rabbi Wright, but there was two sides of that equation with the ADL thing. And some of this goes back to communication and transparencies with the mm -hmm. school. So when we pushed back, that was like they got hit with a dagger from us, right? And then the school, when they pull out of the system, they they use words like, we disassociated with the ADL. And now mm -hmm. on the other side of it, they're getting jailed because of the communication, the words that the school used. Right. And then I think they even had to go back and backtrack on that a little bit. So the our Jewish neighbors were like getting hit from all sides. Right. right. Wow. And so I recognize that. So now we've made relationships with some of the Jewish leaders in the community. And we're actually working on things like, you know, for example, uh, things that just kids, kids are going to say things, right? right. There's, there's no way to stop that. Right. But, but, you know, after talking to them, I can imagine, you know, my daughter goes into Sunday school one morning and she hears the story about Jesus dying on the cross mm -hmm. and like the Jews killed Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I could see her not, comp you know, not being able to comprehend right. really what that means. Right. Okay. And then she goes and her Jewish uh, friend that sits next to her. She says that message again mm -hmm. and says that to the Jewish friend. Well, you killed Jesus. Right. You know, right. yes, that's going to hurt. You know, that's right. so anyway, all these little instances that happens, like how how can we come together as a community to help? We won't ever be able to stop that. And some of it's just pure ignorance. But there is hate, and you'll never stop right. hate. Like as long as people are alive, they'll always be hateful people. But you know, how can we come together as a community and help our Jewish neighbors? I think sixty to seventy percent of the Jewish community in Birmingham lives in Mount Brook. So it's about wow. thirty five hundred yeah. people mm -hmm. in a twenty thousand uh 20, 22,000 member or community-wide mm -hmm. um, uh, community. So basically, you know, what can we do to help bridge that gap, to help lower, you know, and one of the things that really when we talk around, around the table with the school administration or about the school administration and all that is if they would just enforce the code of conduct, that would be very helpful just to start with. And so when these instances come up, if they knew that, hey, X, Y, Z is going to happen, there's no place right. for this. Like a lot of that would stop, and right. this this isn't me coming up with this. Right. This is talking with the Jewish leaders in our community, and right. and we agree going to the table. We agree enforce the code of conduct. And right. well, if everybody us. treated everyone the same way, regardless mm -hmm. of whatever their background is, yep, the golden then, rule. Then a lot of these things would solve themselves. You That's wouldn't right. have to have special training to say, hey, you need to make sure you're nice to this group and make That's sure right. you treat everybody the way you want to be treated, and that would solve it. And how long did this take? Yeah. yeah. Three seconds, five yep. seconds, ten yep. seconds, yep. and get on to the kids who 
are doing something wrong. Yep. So there's got to be more to these trainings, these these curriculums, yep. than just let's teach people to be nice to each other. Because that doesn't take a tremendous amount of time. Yeah, yeah. it's it's there. I don't know. I, I don't know if we want to get into it, but I, I there, there's a a motivation there. There's an underlying something, and I think and I don't know if you want to talk about SEL because that's kind of where it went after that. Yeah, um, that was your next thing. But like yesterday, my daughter, who's in eighth grade at a public school, um, she came home with this sheet and it had like ten questions on it. And I didn't see the questions. I just saw the answers. And so I went back and I said, where's the question sheet to this? Because most of them I could tell were like, what's your favorite thing about school? What's right. your favorite class? What's your favorite, you know, what do you like to do? Do you have a pet? Whatever. Okay. Get to know your students. Well, one of them, all that was written was good. And I was like, what's this question? So I emailed the teacher and asked for the questions. And the question was, how is your relationship with your parents? Yep. Really? Yes. Yes. So in between what's your dog's name? Do you have pets? Is and and she just wrote good because I had talked to her about, you know, like you they're gonna ask, this is what's coming in with social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. You don't have to divulge, you know, all your everything, you know, because right. they're going to start poking and prodding. And I'm like, what does that have to do with the first day of school of getting to know? What, what is he going to do with that? Mm -hmm. um, and that to me is what is kind of is. And I don't think I think the other side wants to say y'all are crazy. Y'all are conspiracy theorists. No, it's happening. We've yeah. seen surveys that have started coming right. out and we know that this is there and what they want to do with that information. So um, I guess second step is what. Mountain Brook uses second step, which is for their SEL tied in from Castle Committee for mm -hmm. Children. Second step is all like it's talking about. So Shelby County uses Castle. We use yeah. Castle, and let's define what Castle is for people who may not know what what that is. Yeah, yeah. and well, you can talk about. I mean, Castle Second Step. It's all just yeah. different programs. It's like saying I have a car, I have a Ford, I have a Toyota, whatever. Yes. yes. Um, to implement social emotional learning, which is all the buzzword, yep. everything that's happening. It's, mm -hmm. it's all these competencies that these kids have to meet to be healthy adults when they graduate to go into the workforce. It's insane. It's very complex, but we're finding some common themes between all of the programs. That's right. And if and not to get too deep social emotional learning, cause when we talk about HB 123, we'll yeah. kind of touch on a little bit, but basically when you have uh, these programs coming in, so right now, if you go look, so we adopted the second step curriculum, right? And that was another one of the programs that I couldn't get a password for at home. I had to take time off from work and I had to go to the school to review it. All right. Wow. And I had to sign a waiver that I wouldn't record it, take pictures or do anything like that. Did you ask them why? Because it's license agreement. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, but they're going to teach it to our kids. Right. But, and but the you teachers. can't. But you but can't, can't record it. And, and there's like a. Sure. There's a law in the state of Alabama where you're supposed to be able to see right, yes. everything. Right. So I don't know why. Well, that's a good question. I don't know why we can't. That we have a law that you're supposed to be able to see what your students are. Yeah. yeah. So why not make another law that says you cannot sign for software or app or anything in your school that parents cannot have immediate access to without taking off for work and signing away their rights. Right. So there was a, a group of parents up in Utah – I think it's Concerned Parents of Utah. I think everybody knows of them, but uh, they vetted this material. They spent 140 hours. I don't have 140 hours. I have a job. Right. So I took off from work on a Friday, and I went up to the school, and 
I literally had their information. I just went in and just made sure it was checking the boxes to make sure it all lined up. But pretty much if, if you look at the programs and the shiny brochure on the front, like right. it, it makes sense. Like, right. and to give you an example, my, my daughter, um, she had a problem with the kid at school and they had, you know, they had to go to the counselor, work it mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. she came home with some material. And of course I, I saw the committee for children. So I'm like, hmm, right. you know, right. what are they? Right. but it, you know, it's pretty clean, but what you, what you got to do is go back and look at these organizations because right now they're talking about transformation, SEL, all this stuff. So it's all changing. And they know where they're at today. They, the CEO of Second Step or Castle, one of those, literally said that the future of our schools will look different than they do today. Mm-hmm. And today, like they're, it's, they're transforming everything. So SEO may have been good and clean in the past, but now they're adding well, I mean, more they, they and more. They start with a really good sounding thing. 100%. Right. And then when everybody accepts it, then they start and then changing. It's, it's like watching any of these, um, you know, these TV shows, these TV programs. The first right. season's great, oh, yeah, very pro-family. Yes. Yeah. The next season, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. what you're happened you're to this? Coming the kids' eyes. You right. Know, like, it's whoa. exactly the same thing. I, all I know is I can look up Second Step Program. From yep. our headquarters in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> now that's that's I know state. that I'm cynical, but that's about as far as I needed to go. Well, this is what I'll <laughs> this is what I'll challenge the people listening. So when you when you go look, don't don't just click on the front page. Like start mm-hmm. clicking deeper. And yeah. I go and I go look at their CEO, their board. Then I start clicking their CEO name and searching for interviews because I want to hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to know where this is going in their mindset. And there, I can promise you, there's not one person sitting on their board that thinks like me, that thinks I'm a conservative, right. that thinks like, you know, f- f- somebody's family values should be protected. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty much pushing all this stuff onto our kids. And when we right. talk about HB 123, the, the mental health resources that are coming into our schools, like our, our kids need to be left alone. Like why can my child not go to school and learn school that they're talking about? We have so many health issues, you know, in our schools right now. We need this mental health, these counselors. We need mm-hmm. social. Well, no crap. Right. We chase our kids around with a mask for two months and said, if you don't take this shot, you're going to kill your grandmother. Right. You know, and so we have created this fear. We've pulled them out. Matter of fact, I was sitting with a very known uh, orthopedic surgeon, and I was asking about, uh, do you feel like football safe? Cause I'm just wondering when my little boy gets a little right. bit bigger. Right. I don't know if I want to play football anyway, but right. that conversation went over to, you know, we just recently did a study or there's a study put out and they've somehow during the shutdowns, like kids weren't able to play sports and do yeah. activities with friends. And it caused so much emotional harm. Mm-hmm. So we've created this harm because we shut down everything right. and kept it going and going. And then we built all this fear. Right. And so now, now they're using says Now they have to fix the problem they created and they'll yes. create an, another problem. One thing I want to point out or I want to ask y'all's opinion about, if we all come along and we say, okay, we want all our children to be, um, you know, well-adjusted and successful and confident and do well and all this kind of stuff, everyone would agree on that, I guess. They all want their children to do well. Right. And be, right. So that's kind of how they sell these things to us. Right. Right. But what does what does that mean? What does a healthy worldview mean? I'm pretty sure their worldview and my worldview is is different. They want you to take up a social cause and right. raise the banner. That's where it all goes. You can shoot me or whatever, call me right. a liar. But go read yeah. the interviews, right. go read the material, and at the end of the Figure day... Figure out which social justice category is and, your passion, and you go and fight for it. I will tell you, second step, 
the sixth grade material. I've seen mm-hmm. it in my own eyes. And matter of fact, we sent three communications out to our board of education leading up to the vote. And uh, one was a hand-delivered letter. One was a certified mail letter. Another one was an email the day of reminding mm-hmm. them. And it had all the data from the Utah parents. Mm-hmm. And they still voted. Not only did they vote, but the administration set up in front of the board, in front of the public, and said, we've had such an overwhelming, overwhelming positive response to this material, and I recommend moving forward. And I about dropped that out of my seat. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's I'm going to ask straight up lie. Right. And so they uh, – <laughs> I rabbit trail a little bit, but so whenever you have a, so with the SEO material, like whenever they implement this stuff into our schools, like you said earlier, you can't pull it back out once it's in there. And then that's when that material changes. And so that social justice stuff in the sixth grade material. All right. Mm -hmm. So Mount Brooks only going to use K through six. Okay. Seven and eight is really nasty. All right. So they know, and then they had coffee talks. All right. So before this, they went to each school and let us all ask questions. And they told us there was stuff in the material. And I know of two parents that email and said, hey, can you just list the lessons and X, we're not going to teach this or teach this. And they refused to do it. They refused to respond. And we were talking about transparency earlier in the ADL stuff or the, the no place rate program. Mm-hmm. If they would have just communicated, a lot of that stuff would have just flown over. If they would have mm-hmm. just communicated back, said, hey, these are the two or three things. You know, the other ones, you know, would be fine. Right. But these are kind of the big whoppers here. Right. We're going to remove those. I think parents would be like, okay. But instead right. of somebody's looking out for us. Right. So yeah. right. I have a question. If this is happening, and we know that it is across the board. Yep. And we have teachers, we have administrators, we have superintendents who are church going people who are moral people. Mm-hmm. Why are they okay with this material? Why, why, why do more teachers and administrators not say, I am not going to do this. I think there are a lot of fear and pushing back um, in my, not just my church, but every church. I, I don't know where the pastors are. Yeah. They, they are dead silent. And I think half of the churches are woke and the half mm-hmm. are not. And so if you ruffle half the feathers, the other ones are literally asleep. Mm-hmm. You're, <laughs> literally, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the problem is, is they're asleep. Cause that's, that's what we find in Mount Brook, especially with this recent council race. Uh, parents are like, now, what is this again? Can you show me the evidence? Can you, right. Like, they're just right. now finding out, and we've been fighting this for over a year now. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, with this House Bill 123 and the opt-in form that's been going around, I've been doing some... So what does House Bill 123 do? What, what is? So House Bill 123 puts mental health coordinators into every school okay. system. And they passed it. And they passed it. Okay. And um, what it does is that mental health coordinator is charged with assessing the mental health of every student in the school system. Even a kid who no one thinks they have anything yes. wrong. So, and then they have to report back to the Alabama Department of Education and the local school boards the mental health status of that right. school system. And So a little kid who believes in God who believes in Jesus and, and all the traditional values, Christendom, Western civilization, all that kind of stuff, boys are boys, girls are girls, that sort of thing. Does that child, does he check the box as mentally ill or mentally right? Well, that's that's what's scary about it because this goes through, and then from there the local school boards and it actually says the state board of education and the department of education can implement new 
programs to better the mental health of that school system. And my thing is, who defines mental health? Who defines what is Because there is is not a definition. Is it how you cope? Is it how you feel? Is it your worldview? Is it your relationship with your parents? Is that why we're asking? You know, and so there's, it's very squishy. It's very scary because how do you, how do you, you can't possibly meet with every child one-on-one. Right. So what do you do? You do surveys. And once these kids start answering all these questions, it sticks with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like in in sixth grade, you know, Scott has a really bad sixth grade and mentally you're a little unstable. Well, that goes with you through. Right. And then right. the parent or the school can implement all these mental health long-term counseling with a government employee. I mean, I'm sorry. I love our teachers. Right. I, I love our teachers. But it is not the role of the schools to be right. into. I want to know the worldview of the, of right. the person. So if you had told your daughter she wanted to go to the ball game tonight and you said, no, you're not because you got homework to do. Right. She gets the, the, the uh, survey and it says, well, how's your relationship with your parents? I Terrible. Hate parents. I hate my mom. They sure. lock me in a room right. and won't, right. won't let me do anything. Me. Well, whatever. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so now that's the. My, my that's dad the has 20 one. guns in his safe, you know, yeah. all yeah. that. And it, it's just, in, and it's. I can't believe that this is one-sided because from what I've seen, it's like the conservatives were crazy conspiracy theories. No, no school counselor would want to indoctrinate. They're not teaching things. And I know for a fact from personal experience, that is not true. But if you're on the, okay, what, what if, and I want to flip the script on everybody and be like, what if you're an atheist? That's your business. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're a Muslim. I don't care if what you are. But this school counselor was coming in and they could, you know, talk about Jesus and mm-hmm. preach biblical truths. You know, you would be concerned. That's not the role of the school. But the, pro- but the, but the reason they're not, it's just like the whole tolerance argument where y'all should be tolerant, y'all should be tolerant, y'all should be tolerant. Right. Uh, now we're in charge, no more tolerance. Right. Yeah. They're not worried about it because right. they know they're in charge. They know that all these right. programs are on their side. They know mm-hmm. that they are... You know, they're the winning, the they the right. profit loss statement, they are profiting. So they're not worried about that. Well, the one time it might happen compared to the thousands and thousands that goes the other way. Right. And well so one of the things that's coming out because this program, these mental health coordinators don't have to be hired till twenty twenty three. So one of the things that's coming out are these um superintendents and these boards are saying nothing's changing this year. Um, because there's an opt-in form that parents have to sign now mm-hmm. that you opt in to each of these services. And so parents are contacting and they're like, what, what does this mean? Why has this changed? Well, nothing's changed. Technically that's true. So I started digging into castle, which is what we use in Shelby County. And if you dig far enough, and that's what I was looking for earlier, you can start looking and you pick up on the language and the verbiage. And there's, um, like a Robert Jagers is the vice president of research for Castle, and he has this little blog um, where he talks about basically creating a better world. What you're talking about that everybody is when there's no oppression in America. He talks about systemic whiteness and oppression in the systems of America. It's really critical race theory, even mm-hmm. though critical race theory and people say it's not in high school. I get it. It's a it's a college level, whatever, right, no, but right, I don't know right, what else right, to right. call it besides divisive concepts. Right. That's what they're getting at. You know, this right. equity, yeah. inclusion, mm-hmm. diversity, which in themselves are not bad words. They are good words. They are godly words. Right. 
But the way that they're being used now is not. Mm. It it creates hate towards someone right. else. Yeah. And um, I really think that that's kind of the goal is this equitable, not equality, but this mm -hmm. equitable life for everybody. And if everybody has a left-leaning worldview, then we'll live in utopia. Yeah. Which yeah. is Marxist. It is. And communist. And right. if this were the 50s, we would go, wait, what? And we'd right. do something about it. Right. But yeah. because it's been around so long right. and it's so embedded in our mm -hmm. system now that people can say, oh, no, we're not doing that. They don't even realize it because it's been around so long. Right. right. But this really is so communistic. Yeah. My husband says, please only use the word Marxist. But it's all right. because he's like, you yeah, because they, they fully intend yeah. to enforce it. So this it's, is Marxist. <laughs> this is a utopian vision. Right. This right. is exactly what he was after. If mm -hmm. you want to read a really good book on the subject, it's called The Naked Communist by Cleon Skousen. It's from the late 50s. Mm -hmm. And it lays out the 45 tenets that communists are after. And if you look on the part about schools and families, this is exactly what they've been after right. yeah. for, near, I mean, how many years has it been? And so we must become like you guys are educated and informed and willing to step out yeah. because you're the ones that are making a difference um, and saying, hang on there, not with my kids, because you're right. You do what you want to do, but we got to do school in school. Right. right. If, if nobody's checked, we're at the bottom. Well, if you think about and why they, they keep say, passing this garbage, right. And why and is the ignore? legislature passing? Yeah. It? Why are they right. doing this? Well, because right. that's the way, we'll they want easy. this to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, right. these things don't right. happen unless you want them to happen. And mm -hmm. and maybe you get one bill wrong, you know, but this is let's talk about systemic. This is systemic. This is mm -hmm. from the federal level when Biden says on national international social emotional learning day yeah. that we have a responsibility as the government to raise your kids with you. Mm -hmm. The right. heck you do. Right. And that's what they're going for right. is for the government to step in and save everybody from everything. Right. And it's not what this country was founded on to be. And it's it's really terrifying, actually. And honestly, I don't I don't if this is the way public schools are gonna go, I'm sorry, I'm tapping out. And I think we will see that more and more. If if our leadership wants to send them this way, they have the right to do that. They have the freedom to do that. But they will well, we there will be them. what well, right. And Oh, I have and, my and, and, they, and they have to get rid and of parents. You know, if you, if you listen to the things they say, they say, well, you know, the, the parents, the parents are terrible. The parents are racist. Parents are yeah. so and so. So let's domestic let's fix terrorists. the children. Yeah, yeah, the parents are domestic terrorists. Let's fix the children, and then then your worldview is lost, and the children all become part of this right mob of. I mean, this is from 1917. Okay, from the Heritage Foundation, but 1970, uh, communist he wrote in the manifesto would rescue education from the influence of the ruling class, making the new man was a priority. Hello, transformation and the family an obstacle. Mm -hmm. um, Alexandra Kalanti, the Soviet, the Soviets first people's commissar for welfare, put it succinctly when she wrote the old family narrow and petty where the parents quarrel and are only interested in their offspring is not capable of educating the new person. And Soviet schools even encouraged students to snitch on their parents, mm. mm -hmm. which is in in my piece this week. But it's that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How's your relationship with your parents? Yeah. Question my number mom's eight. So mean. Mm -hmm. I can't go to the game tonight. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, going back to the bill itself, HB one twenty three, uh, the part that you guys 
had pretty much amended in that in that law was allowing that 14 under 14 you had the right to opt in to these services mm-hmm. and so when you look at like schools around the community they've been able to do an opt out form or opt in right it's not an opt out right. so every it starts at zero people and they have to opt in for the services and right. so it's a you know they're supposed to break down each level of service right and then so in our school system like everybody around us got it right mm-hmm. hoover Shelby County and Vestavia did a fantastic job. Homewood was so-so. But Mountain Brook, the original draft was an opt-out. And so they were, the administration was presenting that to the board. And we'll get on that in a second. But uh, me and another parent were sitting there listening to this, and he was the one that actually helped write some of that bill. And we were looking at each other like we're like, I was like, wait, I've got to go back, re-grab what you wrote. You know, like, what's going on? What's the intent? Right. And so we pushed back, and we had uh, one of our legislators, that parent, superintendent, and another administrator from the school meet. And they said, this isn't right. It's not the intent. And so they's like, well, actually, you know, they pushed back on that. So they redrafted it, and then it was, we was back at the next board meeting, and it was presented. And they was like, well, after our attorney and two other attorneys – uh, read over this. This is what we came up with. So one of the one of the things they made was an opt in. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was one of the changes. But it's still nowhere near like what it should be. What the intent of the law is. Right. And they're just going to ignore it. If it wasn't for two parents sitting in that room, Mountain Brook would have opt out, and nobody even know. Right. And, and, so, and all the parents would think that's the way that's it's supposed, the way to, it's be. supposed to be. Nobody knows because right. nobody's challenged right. or asking questions. And that's kind of where yeah. Mountain Brook families has come in. Because if you look at uh, some of the things that we've been able to do. So mm-hmm. we've, we, we had that corrected and that's mm-hmm. still an ongoing conversation, by the way, cause it's, it's still it's not, not right. right. No, it's not right. And it's, ducks are getting but there's lined no up. Recourse. There no, will I be. Mean, there's, well, we're, there's, right. there, there'll be another conversation. I promise. Oh, okay. Good. So, <laughs> but when you look at what Mount Brook family has been able to do overall, mm-hmm. like that's one of the things, well, we would have never known about that or the communication because for so long, We'd go to the uh, to the board meetings, and they'd say, "Hey, resolution, blah blah blah, I I I, I you know, blah blah right. blah, I I." We're like, "Well, where do they talk about this stuff? All they do is I I I, you know, just vote right. it through." Well, when the board of education position came up, we had one of our uh, our board members run for that position, mm-hmm. and so during that, it's when we found out there was actually pre work sessions. Yeah, like an executive. That's but this is that's actually really Scott Beeson's fault. Yes, you need to Thanks, confess. Scarcely. Because yeah. there years you wanna, ago, you want to tell it on air? Come on, yeah, confess. I'm fine with it because okay. I, I was part of. I'm almost positive I was part of it. But years ago, there was legislation. It was one of these, and they do it all the time in yep. Montgomery. It's like, hey, we're going to basically we got to revamp this whole thing. The school boards are for it, the superintendents for it, all the education people are for it. Everybody's for it. It's great. It's fantastic. It's awesome. It's a, it's going to improve education. And everybody's like, okay, fine. It's like 500 pages or whatever. Yeah, great. Pass it because it's all agreed to. And that turned out to be the legislation that somewhere in there, it said that school boards basically don't have the power to bring anything up during their meetings. It all has to come down from the superintendent. So the superintendent, so the only recourse that the a uh, school board has is to basically, if the superintendent's not bringing the things they want, is to get rid of them. And so then you get into all the contractual obligations and all this kind of stuff. And when we realized what had happened, the big mistake was believing the education family who was purely just consolidating power mm-hmm. 
Is that enough confession? So, I mean, I think that's that's what we see across with all yeah. of them. I mean, the the board are really have very little they power. Yeah. Yeah it is the superintendent. Super I mean, I had a board member from Shelby County tell me that they have only disagreed with our superintendent one time on one recommendation. And I'm like, that's not healthy, healthy right. at all. We're supposed to wow. have different opinions and value those opinions yeah. and bring different and things to the question. table. At least be able to have a dialogue. Right. Well, right. dialogues are had and they're supposed to be announced public. public. Right. Yeah. So we knew about the board meetings, but we didn't know about the work session meetings. Mm -hmm. And so during that whole interview process, that's when we found out when they discussed things and they were not publishing, publishing these meetings. So that's a violation of the Alabama open door act or whatever mm -hmm. the policy is. And so we, we brought this up in May to some of the board members. Uh, it wasn't posted in June. We post, we brought it back up again mm -hmm. and they lose like their indemnity. There's protection or something with that. So when they're meeting, it's not posted. So they can go back and look at the Mount Brook calendar. All the way, I went all the way back to 2018. The work sessions were not being posted. Right. And so if it wasn't for two parents sitting there watching and seeing what's going on, we would have never known. So now we go to the pre-work meetings mm -hmm. and they happen at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. The III meeting happens at 3.30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if you want to hear about right. the decisions that are being made, we go to that. We right. go to that meeting now. And right. so we would have never known. And so that's why I hear the communicate. I would have never heard. We would have never been able to push back on that HB 123. And right. what that is is a direct violation of uh, our parents or the parents' rights. Right. You know, what well, do I want from my children? against the law. Yes, In terms the law. of like you had it wrong. You were breaking and the law. Mount Brook would have never known. Right. And so we didn't take anything away from anybody. Mm. We just gave the parents the right to make that decision. Right. And so we've, you know, we was able to push back ADL. We pushed back on the second step, although mm. it was uh, now now I know where to go to the meetings now because mm -hmm. the administration can sit down there and say whatever they want. But now I can right. go to the real meeting. Right. Um, you so, know, so let me ask, um, and, and I've given you a hard time a little bit, uh, just Mountain Brook thing, but. If these kinds of things happen in Mountain Brook, no, I'm being serious. Yeah. No, I'm being serious now because it's, if this if this no, happens in Mountain jacket. Brook, that's right. I mean, look right. at Scott. Right. Look at, look Actually, you're fancy clean. today. Thank you. Hey, yes, I took my gold chain. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's rope. Right. It's rope. It's really heavy. It keeps slunking down. If um, my flavor flavor. Yeah. Yeah. If this can happen in Mountain Brook, though, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Where parents are involved in their children's education. They mm. care about That's what right. happens to their children. They're, they're involved. No one can say, oh, my school system's not doing well or whatever because parents don't care. I mean, this is where people absolutely care. That's right. Imagine what is happening in the school districts across the state where there's no, parent no parents involved. Yeah. Yeah. The, the walls are even higher, bigger. Yeah. You have to drive, you know, 40 miles across the county yeah. just to go to a school board meeting. Right. If you know where the school board headquarters right. even is, um, so, I mean, it's kind of depressing that y'all are having to fight that fight in yep. the best school system in the state. In the state. With, that you would think would be responsive to the people. Right. Um, so now I'm even more concerned about the rest of the state than I was before. Well, no. and I always kind of look to Mountain Brook Vestavia and see what is about to trickle down. Yep. And it just mm -hmm. kind of slowly spreads from these centers and these. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you Vestavia's leadership does it right. Mm. They do yeah. it right. When I look at what Vestavia is doing with their counselors, with the opt-out, opt-in forms, right. uh, they pretty much are leading the way with hmm. what's going right, which is, That's which is, that is good. Yeah. So, so, but you all realize somewhere along the way, 
that really, if you're going to, because Shelby County, we elect our school board members. Yours are yep, appointed. appointed. So to, to change the school board, well, apparently really you need to change the superintendent, but you all have people um, that are running for city council, which yes. is huge. Well, huge. we don't. We're, well, <laughs> you have like-minded parents that yes. have stepped okay. up to, 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 for their calling. Okay. Right. So if, if to put it in a big, big picture, all right. So ADL happened. We didn't get any response from the schools. Went across the street that same night to the city hall meeting. They kind of like, oh, we just appoint. And then afterwards, we don't have anything to do with them. Right. And there's even candidates around right now saying that's only 1% of the, the, the job description or whatever. But right. it's a huge, it's a huge percentage of the job right. job right. description. But, um, but anyway, you get pushback. So we didn't have anybody's like, well, with the board and the superintendent, we don't have any accountability. Like, mm-hmm. we want some accountability. Where's the help? So nobody's helping the parents. And then you look at, uh, you know, what, what transpired from there. So then all the masking stuff came through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've got, we got the data where, you know, let the parents make the decision. Do you want right. a mask? Whatever. But we got data when Delta come at the beginning of that school year. It was July. It was like right here. Right. And then September it hit up here. And it's right. like, up oh, mask. And then we got, we knew the curve was going to do this right. and this. I don't wear a bow tie and right. I don't have an MD. Right. But I am smart enough to look at data. Right. And I was looking at other <laughs> right. data of, of countries ahead of us. Right. Right. And so when it goes up, it goes down. So right. we knew it was going up, going down. So we went up and we got back to this point that was level right. where they said wear mask. Right. And then we got to this point back before school started where they said no mask. Right. And then we got down here and we like, take the freaking mask off. Right. It's right. over. Right. And so when we got out for uh, Christmas, the week before, I went and had a meeting with a couple of boards and superintendent mm-hmm. and I had all my data and I showed them Delta. Right. And then off the Mountain Brook schools website, I had the presentation from like children's hospital and UAB right. where Delta's coming. It's going to kill the kids. We're right. 13,000 <laughs> right. cases per day. All the kids are going to hospital. I had, right. I had hospital data and all right. that. And I showed, I said, how, how much longer do we have to continue to follow these people that keep telling Who've us been completely wrong. They've been wrong mm-hmm. every yeah. single time. Yep. And, you know, so I don't want to come back to school wearing masks. Right. And then I laid out the whole conversation piece about the vaccines that everybody's had a chance to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You've got yours. Why did you get yours? They was mm-hmm. telling me, well, not you, but mm-hmm. the people sitting around me. Right. They told me why. And I was like, so if you if you have the vaccine, uh, can you get sick? Yes. Will right. you go to the hospital? Maybe not. Right. If I don't have it, I still get sick. I might go to the hospital. Right. Maybe uh, not. Right. If you have it, can you spread it? Yes. If I have it, kind of so the only one at risk here is the person not right. getting a vaccine. Right. And we had the vac shot clinic at the school. Right. So everybody's mm. made an adult oh decision, yes or no. Right. So when we come back, the only ones at risk are the ones that made the adult decision not to take right. it right. for whatever reason. And so did they keep the policy? I, I don't want to take claim, claim that we right. didn't wear masks, but we didn't come back and mask. Right. Uh, right. I don't know what decision was made It was there. one of y'all schools that was the most militant when we went to play no, basketball. No, us. <laughs> it was us in Homewood. First one to right. mask, the last one to take it off. Right. Every time. Right. And so you had all that going on, and then you had last year around October, uh, there's a law that was passed early in the year where you can get the elections for the cities all oh, on the same schedule. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they pushed ours. They voted to push it back. We had one council person that stood up and said no because mm-hmm. some of it was going to extend another year. Mm-hmm. And so we knew we needed this election to get a chance because we had three seats coming up. Right. And they pushed all that back a year. 
So now all hell's hit the roof. Right. Uh, you said hell. Yeah. Right. Piss, piss right. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so right. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably need to go sit down some of those uh, You're not place for hate classes. <laughs> right. But so anyway, uh, big uprising. You uh-huh. know, again, here we are, you know. And so uh, David Faulkner actually had to come in and explain the process and said, actually, uh, what happened and was all mm-hmm. this. And said, but we're not going to change. We're going to have elections. And I said, right. okay. Because it was all extended. Okay. So, here- so then who has stepped up? Um, you have, uh, who is, who are challenging the incumbents? So we have uh, Kent Osmond is uh, challenging Pritchard. Mm-hmm. He's been okay. there for 22 years. You have uh, uh, Graham that's running for the open seat. Graham's. Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Chris Pawanda running against her. Right. All right. And uh his was going back to some of this uh abuse and stuff, his wife has a family in Mountain Brook. Right. And when the ADL stuff hit because of his stance, people was calling a boycott his wife's Mountain Brook business. All right. If mm-hmm. and that's, that's and, and that's when one of the rabbis called him and told him, This isn't the Jewish community doing this. Right. The yeah. Jews knows what this what boycotts are. Right. And the Jewish community doesn't boycott. Not doing this. Right. And and that kind of opened the whole door up to us talking with the Jewish community and all that right. because he reached out That's for good. Chris. And then the other seat is um, Tate Davis and Lloyd Shelton. And then you have uh, Pritchard and Kent Osborne. Okay. Okay. All right. Good deal. So wh- how do people get in touch with you? How do they get in touch with your organization? Oh, God. Well, it depends. Not on you. How do, no, they, how, 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 do they, how do they find out no, about Mountain Brook Families? Like, well done. <laughs> no, well, no, y'all have a, no, web, a, a yeah, website. No, I was just saying it depends what they want. If, right. no, if, they, no, if no. they want to get in touch with you to, to, to be involved yeah. and help and try to have if oversight they want to give $1 and million. Make, yes. make their community better. Well, we'll only take outside dark money. So, right. <laughs> so. San Francisco money, right? Yeah, we need something from the West Coast. Callie, where you at? So. Uh, but no, we have a uh, Mount Brook family's website. We have, you know, emails on there. That's okay. how you reach out. Right. Us. But, uh, we're pretty much everybody in our organization is from Mount Brook. All of our money comes from Mount Brook. We all literally met on the courthouse steps of, uh, Mount Brook. <laughs> right. And so, uh, you know, if it's truly we, a grassroots. Yeah, it's I a mean, grassroots. I feel like I'm, I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. very I'm, much. And so. y'all are doing y'all some are amazing doing. things yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, my son says, you know what, mom, if you have haters, that means you're doing something. So mm-hmm. stay strong, um, you know, and just keep going. And and in the end, who knows how this plays out? I don't know. I don't know if we win, quote, yeah. but we don't give up yeah. and we keep going ahead. So yeah. thank yeah. you for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Good, good so luck much. to you. And thank Thanks you for, for coming us. and being with us. Yeah, it's fun. Can you finish your coffee? You haven't I didn't had even any drink of it. it. I just and wanted, it sat on I the just table wanted, when we're done. I'll get there's just, I there's just, literally a ring. I just wanted sitting yeah. in the coffee because I know it drives you crazy. Just that is the hurry. only reason Chug I wanted it. it. Well, yeah. I got to say goodbye first. Okay. Oh, yeah. You okay. Do it? Nope. That is a wrap for this week's Alabama Unfiltered. Thank you for watching. Tell other people about it. Give us a thumbs up, five stars, all those kinds of things, and we appreciate you. See y'all.